you're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome everyone to episode 82 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you as always, your host, Bob Chichinsky, here with my good, good friend and co-host, Dogbark24. How's it going, my dude? It's uh, going pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. As always, excited to be here. And this week we are going to be talking about all kinds of exciting stuff because we are going to go over uh, the crazy new stuff that they uh, dropped during the reveal last week, Um, which clearly, unless you've been living under a rock, you must know by now, we are going to the High Isles this year. And it is going to be the legacy of the Breton for the year-long story. Clearly, Dog and I are uh, ecstatic. We love Bretons. We play them every day on pretty much 90% of our characters, at least. So, yeah, we're pretty stoked for the Bretons, getting to see some love. Uh, A whole new part of Tamriel that has never been shown in any um, Elder Scrolls game. I think I did predict that, but, you know, it was written out directly in the letter, but regardless. Anyways, yeah, so there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about, and uh, if I try to just put it all right here into the intro, I'm just going to start rambling as I do, so let's just uh, keep things rolling. We're going to skip the news section today because pretty much everything we're going to be talking about is news. And even though I will right here up front drop you guys the dates for the first DLC they gave us, it will be the Ascending Tide Dungeon DLC. It's live right now on the PTS. So if that's your thing, you can go check it out. And it will be releasing on live March 14th for PC and March 29th for consoles. So. There you go, there's that for you guys. And uh, yeah, without further ado, we're going to hop right into the episode. And as always, we're going to start with the current state of Cyrodiil. And uh, there's a lot going on for Cyrodiil this year. Uh, Last episode, I believe it was, that we read the uh, letter from Matt Fyror about pretty much the state of yeah that you know he gave us the state of Cyrodiil that week so um they're doing a lot of stuff with uh, combat here now going forward for this first DLC drop of the year and update for update 33 so uh for update 33. So we're going to go ahead and just uh, read off this little uh, preview letter they had about combat coming up here. Um, I'll go ahead and read it off and then I'll hand you guys off to Dog to break it down a little bit. So in update 33, the changes are focused on making almost every player ability in the game scale dynamically with your highest offensive stats when applicable. Similar to what we've worked on with passives and item sets, we want to ensure you feel empowered to pick an ability or weapon based on the gameplay mechanics and expression they offer you first and foremost, with fewer restrictions. This means any ability that used to scale exclusively with spell damage and max magicka will now dynamically scale with weapon damage and max stamina, and vice versa. With this, we want to retain the identity of many playstyles by reinforcing ability cost as a limiting factor in how frequently you can engage with abilities, but with less concern as to how powerful that ability is based on what stat path you've chosen. So, yeah, it's going to be a whole new ball game. They're hybridizing uh, 
almost every skill in the game just as they have um all the sets you know uh any set that used to be exclusive to increases your spell damage or spell crit they have gone through and made it where it increases both so you know there's stam players running sororia right now most likely and there are magic players running reliquin all that kind of good stuff so yeah um it's an interesting new world we're going to be living in i'm sure all the you know other our friend content creators who make builds uh they are going to be going through all kinds of stuff they're trying to figure out uh you know this whole new world so that's exciting can't wait to see uh, what comes from that and uh so yeah doc what do you think like what I don't even know where to go from it. There's so much to unpack from there. <laughs> unpack it, dog. So in the part of the, of the letter where it says, like, abilities that used to scale off of, like, spell damage and max magicka, like, a lot of those skills are, like, healing skills. So I wonder if we're going to be seeing, like, stam heals be, like, an actual thing. Like, not just, like, an off-meta thing, but, like, a kind of meta thing. It's it's going to be weird. It's going to be interesting. And yeah, it's going to be weird and interesting uh, for update 33. <laughs> yeah, and 33 is my lucky number. So there you go. What, what better time to be weird and interesting? Am I right? Yeah, sounds good. So did you want to go into like this kind of stuff? And then to go along with that, I also took like, you know, a nice little sneak peek at the PTS combat preview. And there was a little bit more to the letter, which I kind of added in the combat preview part because I was like, oh, well, this is like important for right here. So that's where I did. So to start off with the PTS combat preview. All right. Uh, to start us off, we have a uh, player abilities that scale with your offensive staff, such as weapon damage and max stamina will now dynamically scale with the highest of your offensive stats. And then as a heads up, the following abilities have not received adjustments to their scaling. Backlash and its morphs final damage, Conjured Ward and morphs, and Annulment and morphs. So I don't know if this is just like, it's not going to happen, or if like they're still working on it like behind the scenes or not. So It seems like... They are going to, but they just haven't yet. I don't know why they would be having a problem with that, though. So maybe they're not. I don't know. The uh, next part is uh, player abilities that grants major sorcery, prophecy, brutality, or savagery uh, now grant both of their respective versions, such as savagery and prophecy, or brutality and sorcery. And this is an effort to reinforce the assist- accessibility of hybrid stat gaining. And the uh, dev goal behind this is, in the long term, we plan to simply merging these bonuses so there are fewer names and effects that you need to worry about. But there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that will result from that. It may take quite some time before we're able to do that. That would definitely be nice because the buffs are getting a little unwieldy right now. It's just like a billion different buffs. Uh, let's consolidate that a little bit. Yeah. And then lastly, it wants us to uh, note that player passives and consumables that grant the minor versions of these have not been adjusted at this time in order to preserve class unique power contributions for coordinated groups. So like Templars, uh, Vampires, Bane would give you, or I guess any... Dawn Wrath, we give you a minor sorcery. So it's still going to give minor sorcery, not minor sorcery and whatever the weapon damage is. Brutality. Uh, Interesting, interesting. So, uh, yeah, as as you know, I kind of said before, this is definitely going to be, you know, a significant change. Um, Like, one one of the questions is, like, will uh, Stamplars now slot Radiant Destruction for ranged execute? Because, you know, at least my sampler, it has a flex spot. I could, I'm probably going to slot that on. And am I going to walk up into PvP into like a group of like 12 man Templars and just, they're just all going to pop radiant destruction on me and I'm just going to melt? 
Yeah, at first I think it's just going to be like all over the place because everyone's going to be trying to figure out what the heck is going on. But yeah, and like, you know, stand blades dropping like, you know, I don't know, tethers and stuff. Like, it's going to be insane. Yep. Definitely going to be a major game changer. So it's going to be very interesting to see all the builds and everything that come out of that. I'm glad there are smarter people than me that will figure out the most effective way to utilize them. So, all right. So going forward, that's going to be for update 33. And they also are going to be adding in a couple other little things here, right, dog? Yeah, during the uh, reveal event, they also announced three new Imperial City monster sets, three new Rewards of the Worthy sets, and a new outfit style from the Imperial City vaults, and that cannot be traded. So it's going to be like, you have to earn it on your own by doing PvP stuff inside of the Imperial City. That's kind of cool. Yeah. A little bit of a flex. So, Dog, what are you smacking over there? Uh, a remote. <laughs> My God. Yeah, I put it off to the side. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. So, the fact that you have to earn it in PvP, definitely pretty cool. Um... I hope it looks really cool is the only thing. I mean, if it's, like, not that cool, then it doesn't matter if you have to earn an MPV because no one's going to wear it. They uh, showed it off during the, like, during the reveal, and when I saw it, it kind of looks like the, uh, uh, like, the Dragon Guard style, like the, uh, Zaji's costume that I think you get. Okay. It kind of looks like that, if I remember correctly. I could be down for that. Kind of like that bright gold with red. And, you know, speaking of Zaji, everyone knows that he's coming back, right? Because, oh my god, he's coming back. I might have uh, not talked about that enough had Dog not brought that up, so that's good. That's good. Gotta just get Zaji in as much as we can, even in the middle of PvP. That's right. So let's talk some, let's finish our PvP talk up before we go too crazy. Uh, we've got our Greyhost scores for you guys. Uh, this week we're looking at nine days left on PC. It's the last week, which means I need to get my freaking butt up in there and uh, get to the first tier reward for all my characters and get some transmutes because I need transmutes desperately and that's the best way to get 50 transmutes per character so go do it 9 days now DC is in the lead DC in the lead 65.9k very awesome super proud of all our brethren AD in second at 65k, and right behind them at 64.9 is Evanheart Pack. So that is a tight battle. They could uh, definitely use all the help that we can get. So that's good. And then on EU, once again, DC in the lead at 81k this time. Absolutely dominating the competition because EP is in second at 62k. So that's almost a 20k lead. And then almost another 20k lead on top of AD, who is at 46k. So in EU, I hope you're playing for the Daggerfall Covenant, because if not, it's probably a rough month. But there's only nine days left, so you never know what's going to happen. Dogged, how are things looking on Xbox? All right, well, for uh, Xbox, there's 25 days left in the campaign. And on the NA side of things, we have a DC in the lead with a 19.5k, EP in second with 17.6k, and then AD in last with 16.5k. And then for Xbox EU, we have a EP in first with 19k, DC in second with 16.5k, and AD in last with 15.6k. And for PlayStation, we've got Ebonheart Pact leading at 20k on NA. 
Right behind them is AD at 19.3, and right behind them is DC at 19.2. Then on EU, EP is once again in the lead at 21k, and DC and AD are very close again. 17.1k for DC in second, and 17k for AD in third. So, uh, I gotta say... Dominion, you guys gotta step it up, man. You guys are in last on four out of six servers this week. That is rough. Three servers led by the uh, Covenant. Three servers led by the Pack. Let's see some uh, Dominion love. Let's see them step that up because, man, that's uh, that's rough. But hey, it's the first month of the year, right? You know, you just gotta break it in slow sometimes. Yeah, and Major's coming this year, so at least for the uh, console campaigns, that'll change things around. Yeah, very much so. Always very excited for mid-year. That We're expecting that to be like mid to late February, so fingers crossed on that, and hopefully we'll get some more information on that very soon. All right, so before we get into the rest of the meat of our episode, of course, we want to just take our quick mid-episode break and remind you that we are part of the one and only oh-so-wildly-popular Robots Radio Podcast Network, or if you go check us out at robotsradio.net, you can find a plethora of amazing shows like the one you're about to hear from now. Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are dragon breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening, and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel. All right, dogs. So we've got uh, some uh, some exciting stuff here to talk about. A few different topics. We won't keep you all too long, but uh, yeah, we just we have been you know brewing on this stuff since the reveal. It's been about a week, and uh, we've had a lot of time to think about it and uh, see kind of. Uh, gauge what the community is thinking about this kind of stuff and there's definitely people on both sides of everything that they've announced so that's interesting and we're excited to get to talk about it and tell you where we fall on what side of everything as well so without further ado let's get right into it uh gina when she announced this she said it starts with an a (laughs) it is account-wide achievements and titles very exciting um yeah just like right off the bat dog like what are your what was your initial thoughts when you heard that um i think i think you told me right yeah probably and yeah (laughs) yeah because i think that was the the 20 like that i think i was gone for like 15 minutes yeah right yeah i think that was like you had left and i was blowing up discord yeah, yeah, left for 15 minutes and they announced the awesome thing. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely, uh, I'm definitely going to like it. Um, you know, I, there's some cons that I see from it, but I also see like the, you know, the majority of it is a pro. Like, it's definitely going to be a good addition. Uh, this, like, this, the cons that I think of are like a little bit more minor, more like petty, but it's, you know, like I said, I'm going to be excited for it. So, yeah me too like for me it was just like felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders i was like oh my god i'm never gonna have to grind every quest in all of the covenant again (laughs) to get my freaking covenant hero title like do you know how long that takes (laughs) that is an insane amount of content to have to go through i just am now like i was like all right they're gonna do that, so I gotta just finish it off on PC because I've never done it um, fully. I've done like a third of the Covenant on my old main character, and I was like, "All right, well, if I want Tamriel Hero on PC, I'm gonna have to get started at some point." So finished off Glenumbra last month, 
in January, and then now I'm finally just finishing off Stormhaven, and man, Stormhaven has a ridiculous amount of quests, people. There's 60 quests to do just to get the achievement, and there was more quests to be done in that zone when I left, and I was glad to leave. So it's big things like that that are just like way, way time-consuming that are going to make a huge difference for me. And things like, you know, former emperor, it's like, you know... I've been a former emperor. Do you really need to get that on nine different characters? You know, like, I mean, I do, I see that it's like, it's pretty cool. It used to be a pretty cool flex for me to just be like, yeah, I could get on this many different characters and have former emperor. But at the same time, like, I understand for people that the only reason I even had that kind of time was because that was like right when I graduated college and I wasn't working and I was just like emperor, 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 emperor. So like I would never be able to do that again. <laughs> and like all the new characters I make, they would never be able to really have former emperor as their title. So it would be cool to, you know, go back on my like original first character that like, I had played, you know, for like four and a half years that uh, never got to be Emperor, do stuff like that. But it has Tamriel Hero on it on Xbox and everything. And I will finally get to anoint that one as the former Empress title. And it, I, everyone can say what they want, but I will feel like it's well deserved. So I don't know. I get that there's people who are like, you know, I want to do it on, you know, I want each character to earn their things, and like, hey man, that's cool, you know, that's up to you, like, you don't have to use the titles that you didn't earn, you know, and it's like, Dogged was bringing up one, it's like, oh, what are you gonna put Grand Overlord on, and then have like, you know, a basic rank next to your name? <laughs> yeah, you could like, be a level one recruit. Yeah, right, Like, but it's like, okay. <laughs> at the same time, it's like, that's kind of cool because it differentiates you. It's like, okay, yeah, you haven't done it on this character, but like, I should still be wary <laughs> of you, you know? Like, <laughs> I should yeah. still be like, okay, this guy's got, you know, he kind of knows what he's doing at least. So, I don't know. Interesting, to say the least. And uh, there are people on both sides of this fence, for sure. Uh, I was surprised to see that there's people who are just like, this is really not something that I like. And I'm like, wow, not even just something they're like, it's pointless. Why are we going to do it? Something they're like, I don't like or want. And I was like, huh, very interesting. But for me, it's something I've always wanted. And I am just stoked. I'm through the roof. There's so many things in this game that um, just like should be done once. And then if you want to do it again, then it makes it, like for me it's like you don't feel like you're forced to do it again it's like you want to do it again because you want to do it again so that's a better reason than just being like well if i want to have a mag dk that has emperor i better go you know request a week off work and go get all my friends to also spend their entire lives playing with me for that week but you know that's how things go and then there are some like exclusions to the uh, account-wide achievements, and that's going to be your enchanting rune knowledge achievements. So like what each glyph is, or not glyph, but each what runestone. Yeah, that's the word runestone. You know what each uh, runestone is. Uh, your motif crafting and knowledge that's also going to be character base. Your lore books read, as well as your eidetic memory and Shalador's library. Uh, sky shards obtained per character, public dungeon group event achievements, and your Dragon Guard Sanctum daily achievements. See, this is where I get kind of confused. So what does that mean? Where it's like, it's still going to be tracked on a character basis. Like, like your, for example, like Sky Shards, like those are for uh -huh. skill points. So you still have to go around getting all your skill points for, you know, Sky Shards. So okay, right. You're, it's still going to show you your uh, Sky Shard achievements, so that you can be like, all right, I need to go get two, seven, eleven 
15, 16 in uh, Daggerfall or Wayrest. But for instance, if you've gotten like all the sky shards on one character and you have the title of like whatever sky shard hunter, are you still going to be able to use that? That title? You, yeah. I mean, since titles are uh, account wide. Yeah, probably. But like you want to have like the, uh, you know, you want to have like the actual skill points from it. Okay. It's very interesting. I really am interested to see like the UI of the account wide, you know, stuff. Um, is that coming with update 33 or is that coming with the yeah. chapter? Oh, it is? Yeah. Wow. This uh, next, the dungeon DLC. Wow, that's really exciting. So it's on the PTS. I would like to see that, but I don't have enough space on my PC to download that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Uh, yeah, as it is. But yeah, so it's really exciting and it's something I just really can't wait to get our hands on. Dog, did you have any more uh, pros or cons on uh, this whole new account-wide achievement thing we got going on here? Uh, Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm going to start off with, you know, I have two like petty cons. It's like it's more like has to do with like the game play over like the actual like uh like game bonus over like you know anything else but uh like there there's coming to be some undaunted changes and the uh, first one is you no longer get bonus undaunted from achievements so like you don't get bonus undaunted from like uh your no death your speed run hard mode veteran that kind of stuff which if you're doing uh like vet pledges on different characters especially new ones that you can get like i think like 60 undaunted just by doing one dungeon if you do it on, on the one is the pledge. Yeah, that's a lot. It makes a big difference when you're trying to level that up. Yeah. And now you just earn your undaunted reputation from completing the quest found in them. So you at least get like some of them from doing each dungeon quest. And they're going to increase the reputation you gain for completing undaunted dailies. Now, how much they increase it by, I don't really know. But I'm hoping it's like at least double or triple. Because, you know, getting Undaunted can be hard enough already, especially if you're like, if you don't do uh, the veteran dungeons or you don't do daily pledges every day. So there's some really good skills in the Undaunted skill tree. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, everyone still uses the orb. So, I mean, just that alone. And then they also have the taunt. And then the uh, other kind I can think of, it's not really that much of a big deal, but... uh. Like, you know, those Slayer achievements that you have you, by killing, like, something like kill, like, 700 skeletons and banish cells one. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, those achievements give you 150k experience or, you know, something crazy like that for completing each one. So since I play, you know, like, I have two or three different characters that I tend to main. So I'm going to kind of be sad that I won't be able to, like, finish those off. But at the same time. I already, you know, I already have over 1900 CP, so it's fine, but I don't know. It's so, it's still be kind of nice to just have a, like, oh, I got this achievement up. Oh, here's one free CP for me. Thank you. Yeah, it was always a nice little moment where you just be like in the middle of a dungeon killing stuff, and all of a sudden in the corner of your screen, it's like 500,000 experience. What the heck just happened? It's like, oh, yeah, I killed killed enough things so that'll be a bummer to not see but i mean it happens once at least right i i can i just have to get them on pc now exactly <laughs> and then you know i also have like big pros i have more pros than cons so you know overall this is really good for me and the first one is uh i have collected you know three ever frost monster trophies on xbox right none of them have ever been on my main character like, I'll be doing, like, uh, Dire Frost Keep, and I'll kill one Frost Atronach from that one boss in there, and it's like, oh, hey, take this Everfrost. I'm like, thank you. That I'm not on the right character, but thank you. You're just, you know, put rubbing it in my face, whereas I spend, like, two hours farming for an Everfrost and nothing. So I'm definitely excited to, you know, hopefully get that Everfrost and a couple other monster trophies that I've been needing. I think one of, like, the uh, big pros is that, uh, 
now that your public dungeon group event achievements will be the only thing showing up in your massive block if you already completed all the public dungeons on your main, is that it will be easy to tell which public dungeon you need to go to to still get your full skill point from. So that'll be nice. And then kind of going off of what Bob said earlier is that, yeah, there's some titles that I've definitely wanted for certain characters. Like Alpha Predator is one that I want on my Samplar to use in the Battlegrounds. And at once this comes out and Battlegrounds will be fixed, I can put Alpha Predator on and I can go, uh, you know, I can go into BGs with that title on. That'd be nice. Yeah, there's a lot of cool, uh, you know, just end game titles like that that we only got on one character. That'd just be cool to have. Yeah. And then on PC, my main character title will probably be changed to, you know, former Empress since I got it on PC on one character. And it took me four times to get that title on my main character on Xbox with before it actually would give me, which my main character on PC is pretty much a copy of that character on Xbox. So, yeah, I'd definitely be excited to be able to use that on my main character on PC. Definitely makes up, you know, having to get it four times on Xbox before it uh, it uh, gave it to me. <laughs> Does it, though? I, I like to think so, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah. There you guys have it. Uh, Countwide Achievements. Also going to change the game a little bit. But uh, more pros and cons as far as Dogged uh, has to say. <laughs> so, Dogged, another thing that they announced. And it was something that I know, you know, like, you really, really wanted... A stable master assistant, and they did you dirty, unfortunately. Yeah, no stable master assistant for me. But maybe next year, right? Hey, there's always hope. And I remember they announced this one, they're like, a new assistant, but what is it? Dun 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 dun. And I was like, oh my god. It's like, this is it. This is going to be the moment. They're going to do the stable thing because Dog <laughs> said to do it. And then they're like, deconstruction assistant. And I was like, wow. I don't know if I had just built it up so much in my head, the fact that they were going to do what you said. <laughs> that This was like the biggest letdown ever <laughs> for me. I was like, oh, what? Like... They probably could have said anything. I probably would have had the same reaction because it wasn't a stable master. I was so convinced, like, in that moment. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, they're going to do what Doc said. And I read yeah. message Doc to Discord. I was like, dang, man, I can't believe it. It was. I was so convinced. Yeah, I'm definitely glad that I uh, missed, like, that part of it. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, they're going to do it. And then... Uh, <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have torn you apart, man. But uh, apparently there are people who want this, and I hope that they have saved their crowns for it, because it's going to be 5,000 crowns, which is the equivalent of, I mean, what are we talking here, like 50 US dollars? Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. 500k gold on xbox or like like 10 million on pc yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, that sounds reasonable <laughs> go work like six hours in real life or go make like 10 mil gold on pc and then buy this thing i mean i don't know why i get so down about the prices i've bought you know six bankers and merchants at this point but, I mean, a freaking assistant to deconstruct stuff for 5000 You know what would be really, really cool? Like, and would make this deconstruction assistant awesome? Is if you can earn it in-game, just like the freaking fence. Like, they've already done it once. So why is this something that they're just never going to do again? They're just going to keep introducing a bunch of new different assistants and put them in the game for 5,000 crowns, like... Yeah. Well, you see, uh, the fence is kind of like the forgotten assistants. It's so forgotten that we forgot to include it a part of our Thieves Guild episode. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's how forgotten You're not wrong. it is. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they forgot that, that it existed too. They're like, "What? No, we we don't give those away in game." <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. So uh, this deconstruction assistant, it's a Bosmer at least, so that's cool. You get a good old wood elf. And it deconstructs everything. So it's basically like five tables in one. Uh, she just has like a, you know, really, she pretty much has Mjolnir and uh, can just destroy anything with her Thor's hammer, you know? And uh, she gives you all the goods for it. You just really, you know, this is sounds kind of messed up now. You're really making this person exert physical labor for you. Like the banker, you're just like, hey, man, hold my stuff. This person, you're like, hey, do all this work for me and then give me the stuff that you get from it and then go away again. Like this is a savage relationship. I mean, is that how you treat your banker and your merchant? You're like, Hey, I need you to sell my uh, junk. For, okay, thank you. Go away now. Or, hey, <laughs> banker, I need you to hold my sh- my stuff. Uh, go away now. Thank you. Except but you I don't was, even say thank you. <laughs> I was always thinking of like you know the my merchant cat when I would sell him my stuff and then he would go out you know and sell stuff to the rest of the world and he'd just come back when I need him. You know, that's how, <laughs> that's how he always has gold to give me. What about the banker? What does the banker do? Nah, he's just my personal banker. <laughs> just... <laughs> but I'm not making him do physical labor, break things down. That's, that's horrible. I don't know. Your bank's probably pretty full. I think that's that counts as physical labor. Yeah, calling all <laughs> my uh, freaking... 9,000 surveys and uh, writs, master writs around. It can be troublesome for Zabi. <laughs> All right, so you guys clearly know my thoughts. Uh, dogged, keep an open mind. I know that, you know, how can anyone think that this is as good as a stable master assistant would be? But no, I'm just kidding. What do you honestly think, deconstruction assistant? Something you're gonna buy? Um. Well, it kind of depends on the price. If it's five eight crowns, probably not. If right. it's like fifteen hundred crowns, then yeah, I might pick it up during like the next event where my uh, inventory gets filled constantly. But for like five k crowns, like I just don't see the value in that because. My main character, I visit Mornhold often because that's where I have my guild trader for. So I'm kind of used to hanging around there, going up to the guild trader, restocking it. And for like my secondary or tertiary characters, you know, I still have to take their inventory, shove their inventory inside of the bank to decon later whenever I get back on my main character. So. So the only time that I'll actually be able to take like full advantage of the decon assistant would be during like events where I'm farming a trial or farming DLC gear for like a public dungeon or world bosses during an event, just trying to fill out my sticker book. Yeah, I think that's probably a pretty, uh, I don't know, general reaction. I think a lot of people are probably in the same same kind of boat. Yeah. So like I said, five K crowns, you know, that's fifty dollars. Like, I don't know. I just, I just, just I, I think, yeah. I think that's a bit much. And and I mean, we just got the armory assistant. You know, there's yeah. people who haven't even bought that, and I think you would find much more use in an armory assistant than a deconstruction assistant. Yeah. Plus, uh, well, not really a plus, but uh, yeah, you know, I definitely have to save that for my possible Breton banker and Breton merchant to go along with my uh. Well, my uh, Breton self. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And uh, your Breton companion. Oh, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Calm down, people. (laughs) All right, but let's keep moving on. So the next thing that they talked about was multi-rider mounts. What, Bob? This isn't two years ago. I know. It's finally going to come. They teased it like forever ago, and probably the game broke when they tried to put it in they're like well that sucks so now the game is in a good enough spot they're putting in the dwarven spider that can hold two people 
And uh, I believe Lotus of Doom called it the sausage horse. <laughs> just like a horse that's longer so two people could sit on it. I don't know. I'm not going to try and assume the statistics of this horse. But regardless, two people could sit on it. And there's a driver and a player or your companion. Because if you weren't like, man, me and my companion could ride two mounts. That's so cool. And you were like, I just wish my companion would sit right behind me on a horse. Well. Or a dwarf and spider. Now you have that opportunity. So there you go. Um, I don't know. What do you think about this system, dog? Uh, I hope that this isn't like the final stop for the system. And that there's more to come in the future. Like maybe they add like four person, six person. They add some kind of like mechanic around it like just like i think this is a cool idea and i think it'd be even better if it's it has like more functionality in the future yeah i could definitely agree with that i hope it's not something that turns into uh oh here's you know one a year and they're you know kind of basic um if they're going to, you know, invest in the system, hopefully they keep putting out some new ones. Hopefully these mounts aren't ridiculously expensive. They just put out an Indrik that was 4,000 crowns. That's 40 US dollars, like, for one mount. <laughs> I know, like, that's the first Indrik that I haven't gotten yet, and I had to skip it because, like, 4K crowns is just too much. 4K crowns, dude. Yeah, I'm no longer a Pokemon Mancer. I know Lurker can catch them all. I let yeah, one go. It's must have, yeah, it must have hurt for sure, but I do not blame you. That's way too much uh, in crowns. That's just... But it's what it, it is what it is. Uh, you know, the systems seem cool, and we'll see how it goes when they come out. But, yeah, I guess that's where I stand on it. I am excited for them. I would love to uh, run around with, like, me and Dogged and a Dwarven Spider together. Just... For the heck of it, because that would be funny. All right. Uh, another thing that was announced is that PS4 and PS5 trophy sync will be happening with either this update or the chapter update. So, yeah, that's cool for those people. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool for those people. Yeah. Uh, we also have the uh, item set collection update. And uh, with this update, uh, when you unlock any individual piece of a perfected item set, you will now also automatically unlock the same piece of its non-perfective equipment. So and that's pretty, I think that'll be pretty nice. Because then it's like, all right, if I just want to farm VMA for the weapons, I can get those weapons and it'll give me the uh, normal weapons as well. So I don't have to go do both. But I usually wait until the Orsinium event, or year one, I guess it would be called now, before I go farm. Maelstrom Arena. Yeah, I was actually thinking that myself. I was like, man, I need to get in Maelstrom now that I've been playing some more again because there's still some stuff that I haven't gotten out of there on PC. And then I was like, read that. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I should wait because get double drops and they're the perfected ones. Then you'll get the other ones that aren't perfected. Like, that's almost like four technical drops. Yeah, I haven't done Vatishan Hollows yet either. And I have a feeling we're gonna get a year of Skyrim event this year. So I might I might go do it for my first time whenever that happens, if that happens. Alright, next up we have the uh a new edition for the chapter. It'll be Tales of Tribute. This is a collectible card game coming with a chapter. As I guess I just said. But yeah. <laughs> uh this is gonna be a card game inside of ESO. Uh you can find it in taverns through the activity finder queue, which is kind of like PVP style. It has its own story and that'll be like PVE style. And then there's lots of exploration to finding more cards. And then you have some rewards for like, and uh, where you can get uh, cosmetics, furnishings, crafting materials, transmute stones, and two companions. Uh, from the reveal, it kind of sounded like the card game is needed to get the companions. But I'm not entirely sure on that. What? What? That is not what it sounded like to me. Well, I don't know. It's, I think they just melded. I think he was just like, here's a card should, game. And then, by the way, there's two new companions. 
Okay, well, maybe I'm just bad at things, okay? It's okay. <laughs> well, uh, Dog has to play the card game to get the commandments for yeah. sure now. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be so messed up. Here's two new companions, <laughs> but they're locked behind the card game. I don't know how they're going to do things. I was thinking, hey, you know what? It'd be nice if I can just, like, do the card game, get the achievement, and or get and, oh, whatever achievement way, to unlock it. And now all now. my characters, all my characters can, uh, all my characters can use that companion without having to do their initial quest. That would be pretty wouldn't nice. Be, yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, I don't have know. to go do Miri's quest, you know, fifteen times to have it on all fifteen characters. Those aren't short quests, too. Yeah, even when just just rushing through it with a your my ring of the wild hunt and. Just running really fast, killing everything. Be like, all right, I'm killing all your friends because it's faster this way. Sorry, Miri. Okay, let's <laughs> let's focus on one at a time though. So card game. Card game card and game, card game. Yeah, card game. What do you think, man? Are you gonna like are you gonna be playing this card game? Are you gonna be dueling me constantly? Um well, I've never really been into card games. Haven't really ever played any. Um, I would try it out and probably do anything achievement base or collectible base. Um, aside from that, I'm curious if this is going to be similar to the antiquity system where they're going to be adding new stuff, new decks, new, new like collectibles for each uh, zone DLC zone, zone DLC zone. Good job, me. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I'm curious if it's going to be added like throughout like next year and all that. I am definitely pretty much interested in it. Um, you definitely are a bit young, I guess, for like the card game, like things we had, you know, in our childhood. Like for me, I grew up with Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! So it was like, if you weren't into one, you're into the other and you were playing with cards, you know, so... Yeah, and uh, for like you know me for me growing up, it's like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, and then I guess Magic later on too. Like those were kind of like those all like oh people who do that is weird, and I didn't want to be weird. I was already weird enough. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was. I had friends into Magic too. I was like, ah man, I'm already into anime, so I mean, you know, you got to choose one or the other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't know, I'm just messing around. But uh, there was also Hearthstone that was super big, and a couple of my friends got into it, but I can never get into it myself. Um, then there was Elder Scrolls Legends. Did you ever dabble in that? Uh, I played that for a little bit. Like, if it's, if it's going to be like Elder Scrolls Legends, I might like it, especially the PvE aspect of it. Because okay. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah, I did dabble in that a little bit, but um, it was kind of complex. And every time I ever tried to do it, I just rushed through like the tutorial and didn't pay enough attention to actually learn how to play the game. <laughs> and then I didn't know what I was doing, so I didn't care very quickly. So I'm going to have to really try with this one and uh, see... I'm going to give it a chance because, you know, they've worked on it and there are people that are insisting it's going to be good. And I'm going to give it a try because card games are fun and they get you, you know, using your brain. And I have a college degree, so, you know, I do have a brain and uh, I should use it more often than I do. So, hey, maybe we'll have some fun with the card game. I don't know. If it's something that I could beat the crap out of dog in then it's just going to be great. <laughs> uh, no. I, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> we like, all right, what are we going to do tonight, guys? We're like, I don't know. I want to do this. I don't know. I want to do that. And we're like, well, let's play, play a game of uh, Tot. <laughs> Is that, <laughs> yep, Tales of Tribute. Let's play some Tots. Or I'll be like, or I can just duel you, and you where you can't kill me, nope, and I can't no, kill you. Dueling is over now. <laughs> dueling is uh, there's not going to be people in Ardon just smacking each other in the middle of everything. They're going to be throwing cards on the ground. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so now that uh, we've talked some card game and Dog Dirty spoiled the other new companions, uh, there are going to be new companions. We are getting, as uh, I think I also spoiled earlier and said, a Breton companion, Isabel the Breton, who is an aspiring knight, who was kind of giving me Bastion feels, personally. But I think she was giving everybody bastion feels. Yeah, a little bit. So I'm scared of that. But I think that she is going to be pretty awesome. But honestly, I'm not even the biggest Khajiit fan. But we are getting a Khajiit companion. And she seems like a freaking... I don't know. Like, uh, without using an expletive right now. Like, I just think she looks pretty... I I don't know. Like, I just, like badass dude there's no other way to say it and that is not bad enough of an expletive for me to bleep out that is just she looks freaking awesome and she's gonna get up in people's grill like no doubt like she's gonna be the companion that everyone's gonna be using i i think so for sure yeah i'm definitely gonna be interested in uh isabel it might be something like all right i can't you know i can't go murder people i can't go do crime i guess i'll be i'll be a good dog I don't like being a good dog, but, you know, I'll try it out for once. But uh, I think Ember is definitely more interesting for me because, like, I can just, you know, play the game without being yelled at for, like, petty crimes such as theft or murder. Like, I can just go around, kill somebody, and it's fine. Ember will be like, okay, I, I saw nothing. And like, thank you. I'm not being <laughs> yelled at. I'm not being scolded. I'm not being yelled at. I'm not being called a fetcher. She might even tell you that you're, you know, not good enough of a thief to <laughs> step your game up. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this one would do much better. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> Miri, who always, who always calls me a fetch you. Yeah. It's like, oh no, dude. Like that's fetch just the done. Fetch that. Fetch everything, Miri, <laughs> dude. Fetch Miri. You know what? Yeah, she cusses I'm ready. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I'm where someone is cut is that cusses them much you think she'd be uh, more fine with murder but no she, she just cusses at you for murder <laughs> alright man so uh, that, was, that was a fun conversation uh, we got to talk about a lot of exciting things I hope you guys all enjoyed it as much as we did I know you guys probably uh, got to hear about all this but I hope that we brought a fresh perspective on it, if nothing else. And yeah, we're definitely excited to talk about it. I know everyone is loving this high aisle content. Super excited for the uh, year of the Breton. You know, they had all kinds of cool stuff on the merch store that you had to order separately. Once again, I will just say, and that you had to pay extravagant shipping prices for, unless you're apparently dogged in Lotus, who got free shipping somehow on the statue, which <laughs> uh, I also want to throw expletives at everyone <laughs> right now because I've been like $25 shipping for that thing. So, yeah. whatever. You did it wrong. I don't know how you did it wrong, but you did it. Maybe it's because you're uh, West Coast. Whereas I, Lotus is East Coast, and I'm a. Uh, well, I feel I'm like because I did it day one, like it, like they would did some like shipping thing like we, that weekend or something, and then like, maybe. yeah, maybe I don't know. I definitely missed something though because I messed that <laughs> up. But uh, I did. I bought everything you could buy of High Isle. I don't know what I was thinking, but it's. Uh, is super worth it. The lithograph came in. You guys can see it on my Twitter. It is absolutely gorgeous. And uh, I'm staring at it right now. It just gets me excited for the summer. I'm excited for the new uh, dungeons. Um, we did mention in passing those new uh, Rewards of the Worthy sets. And those are on the PTS. Those look very interesting. There's... Very interesting stuff coming out. This is going to be a heck of a year. I told you guys in our uh, earlier episode about 2021 that 2021 might have been one of the rougher years, but it was to set up for 2022 to be the best year. And I think that that is like, I will still stand on that hill. I will place that bet. Um, 
I think this is going to be a crazy, crazy good year for ESO. Even if they're bringing a card game. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, people. Calm down. So, all right. Dogged, where can people find us when we're not sitting here in front of these microphones? All right. Well, you can find us on Twitter of the at Red Diamond Cast. You can find us on the Facebook of the Red Diamond Courier. Find us on our ESO PC or Xbox field of Ares the Red Diamond, which you can join using the Robots Radio Discord on our robotsradio.net. And a lot of people have been uh, joining uh, the Robots Radio Guild, the Lorecasters Guild on the ESO PC side of things. I've been hosting, uh, not like events, I'm beyond events. We're not doing like, oh, come for the guild event, we're gonna do like a bunch of stuff. Nah, dude, like I'm playing ESO and I'm just like, this is what I'm doing, so come play with me. That is like my new goal of getting people to play, and it's been very uh, working, I guess is the best thing I could say. It's been a lot more fun. Uh, we've had a lot of people coming out and playing, doing different stuff. We did a bunch of stuff during the event. We have did uh, trials when they were double drops. We've been doing some other trials since then. Um I can't wait to get everyone into PvP. It's only a matter of time. but And then we've had people in our uh, Red Diamond uh, Discord too. Our Red Diamond Courier Discord has seen more action in the first month of this year than it did all of last year. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's awesome. And it's a great time over there. If you guys want to get into that uh it's you know very easy to do so too we run the xbox guild um you know as dog always has said and just said uh the heirs of the red diamond over there on xbox which uh it's we there's people constantly joining over there too so there's just there's constant uh, people playing all over the place, PC, Xbox, and they got PlayStation stuff going on too. So come join us, come hang out. Yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. Now's a great, great time. And for the people that have been reaching out already this year, super appreciate it. You guys are making this, uh, you know, as much fun as Dog and I always dreamed it could possibly be. And it really just makes a, us, you know, want to, uh, keep making our podcast the absolute best elder shows online podcast out there so thank you guys for that and uh thank you also for leaving uh five star freaking ratings on spotify i really really appreciate that i've been looking at it watching it we're up to like 17 now i think five star reviews and it took us like two years to get that many on iTunes. So thank you guys. Thank you guys. And if you listen on Spotify, it's right there. Drop us five star. Uh, it freaking makes my day. Like I write a letter to my mom. Like I got another five star review. I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. But it is awesome. And uh, super appreciate it. Puts a smile on me and dog's face. And it helps other people know that our podcast is legit. And yeah. I'm super rambling. I always do at the end of the episode, but it's just because I just want to tell you all how awesome you are, and thank you so much for uh, letting me and Dog freaking be podcasters. You guys make it real, you know? So that's really awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, check our show notes for links to everything. And uh, Dog, where are your links, my dude? All right. Well, I'm on Xbox, Twitter, and ESOPC, all of at DogPark24. And I'm going to be on Xbox, ESOPC, Twitter, and Twitch, Bob underscore Chichinsky. And yeah, I, I feel like I, every time we finish, I just get to take a deep breath. And like, ah, oh, we're done. That was awesome. Was a great episode. Yeah. It's relaxing. Alright, well, thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, I hope you're ex as excited for High Isle as we are, and I cannot wait to see y'all again next week. Yep, see ya. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.
should introduce myself. Um, I'm Corin Black, a humble half-demon, and folks around Baltimore call me the Devil's Runt. Here we go, finally moving again. How do you feel about methamphetamines? You know, devil's blood don't make you a devil. Under the Shroud. Fantasy, noir, and horror from Baltimore's sin-soaked streets. Find creator Ian Humphrey on Twitter at fictionalian.